Today's racing starts now. Starter has them and they're racing. For the next hour, the track managers and stables are reporting in with the day's first racing news and info. It's time for the first word. Good morning, I'm Warren Huntley. Welcome to the First Word, Australia Day edition, public holiday edition of the First Word, where we're racing Sandown in Melbourne, Warwick Farms, the metropolitan venue in Sydney. We'll get the latest on the track conditions and the weather, those venues respectively, shortly, and plenty of trainers in this first hour to hopefully point us in some winners of the direction at Sandown and get your Australia Day off to a profitable start. Victoria, we're also racing... Hanging Rock and Balnarring, their traditional cup days. I can tell you we're on good four rail true across the board at Hanging Rock and Balnarring if you're heading to some country racing here. Victoria at 8 o'clock. Mark Hunter, Harry White, Jamie Rogers will join me for the Melbourne form panel to dive into the eight races at Sandown, the features, the Blue Diamond previews for the boys and girls, but also three other stakes races on the program. So a quality program at Sandown. We'll have Mark, Harry and Jamie to hopefully find plenty of winners there. Ray Hickson's having a little bit of time off. Nick Burney will guide us through that Warwick Farm preview after nine o'clock. Lincoln Moore will look at the meeting at Murray Bridge in South Australia. And Glenn Ingram, the bald eagle, will join me to have a look at that Hanging Rock program, find his bets, bets and quaddies there. We'll switch codes. George Ferruja will have a look at the Terrelgan Cup tonight in Greyhounds at about 9.30. What a, a big time it is, particularly in the Gippsland region for Greyhound Racing. Rob Orber and Tim O'Connor to give us some harness updates. Stall harness racing today and we're getting into the summer of glory. Tim O'Connor will give us Bit of a guide there at what we can look forward to at the weekend prior to handing over at 10 o'clock to the team with cracking the code. So plenty to get through. Let's start with the track conditions. Sandow Hillside Circuit with Greg Groves. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Warren. How's your morning dawned out at Sandow? Yeah, very nice. I'm just out uh, in front of the grandstand now. Um, it's nice and still. A bit of cloud cover. So, um, no, it's very nice. How's the week been from a weather point of view? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, not much rain about. Which uh, So we... Uh, we put um, 36 mil of irrigation on the track for the week. Um, we put another 3 mil on um, just uh, this morning. That's already happened. So uh, that's just to keep it in the, in the good four range. Um, quite, so yeah, so it um, rolls in the true. So it should be a good day. Quite often on a Saturday when you're running a meeting, there'll be a couple of horses spin around, give you a guide on the track from a rider's perspective. Any work on the track this morning? No, none. None this morning. Um, no, uh, they've given us a bit of a wide berth at the moment, but that's, uh, that's okay. Hillside Circuit with the rail true. Last meeting, the, the rail was out 12 metres. Just as a guide, does that have any impact on, on pattern with all that fresh ground back to the inside? No, not at all. There's 12 metres of uh, really fresh grass, so uh, that's down the front straight. So, um, no, it's a um, beautiful cover of grass. We haven't been in the true on Hillside since mid-December, so... During that time, um, all the repair work's been done, so um, that's a very good cover of grass. How long do you think that good rating might hold and the good four right throughout the day? Depending on what the weather does, um, it's saying 22 with a bit of cloud cover and a southerly breeze of 15k. So, look, we may get an upgrade throughout the day, um, but I think it might be more into the day than at the start of the day. You've been able to get the, the data yet on the going stick and the shear at this stage of the morning? Yep, the going stick was 8.8 and the shear was 9.7. The track always uh, carries a workload. It's just shifted its time frame, I suppose, now carrying the Caulfield workload, but generally gets a, a lot of work during winter. How's it coping with the workload at this time of year? So far, so good. Yeah, the weather's been good for us and um, the, uh, yeah, the, all the repairs that we've carried out um, uh, has been going well. So uh, to credit to the staff. So uh, at, at this stage, it's very, uh, very good. 
Good for rail true and, and a pleasant day from a weather perspective with some stakes racing at Sandown. Sound like a, a great day to get on course, Greg. Okay, thanks, Warren. Greg Graves there with the latest on the conditions at Sandown. Let's check in with Mark Jones for the conditions at Warwick Farm for Metropolitan Racing. Eight races on the card. They're also with a stakes race on the program. Good morning to you, Mark. Yeah, good morning, Warren. How's the track come up at Warwick Farm today? Yeah, look, we're currently a soft seven with a penetrometer of 5.62. That soft seven, what's the what's the rainfall been leading into it? Obviously, um, there's been some rain around Sydney. It's been a little bit hit and miss depending where you are. How have you been affected? Yeah, look, we had a storm come through on Tuesday night at 14.4, but overall we've had 46.9 for the last seven days. If we go back to eight days, we've had 70.4, so... Well, there's been plenty of rainfall about, but um, look, with today, it's going to be obviously warm conditions around about 34 degrees, and look, that penetrometer's only just into that soft seven range. This morning was really heavy dew and very foggy. Um, it's going to be, like I said, a warm day, but and I'm sure there'll be some improvement in the track today, but we're just into that soft seven this morning. Your experience with the forecast, how much of an improvement can you get from that soft season as you progress through the day? Look, I think there's, you know, I think we're every chance of getting to a six. I think there's, look, maybe some chance of getting back to a five. You know, obviously it comes down to the times and everything else. But I think, you know, I, you know, it's definitely a six. But, I, you know, I, I don't think you could rule out a five. Just just due to that, that forecast with it, you know, up around 34 degrees. How's the rail placed? Yeah, look, we're back in the true. Um, we raced 15 days ago. The rail's right out five metres. So, um this is our third meeting for uh, January, but look, you couldn't fault the track. There's not a, a blemish on it, so obviously this is the time of the year where you know the grass has really grown well, so it's in really good order. I probably couldn't be happier with the surface itself. Um, obviously, soft seven, but that's just I mean, you know obviously a lot of rainfall too. So, uh, but that's where we are, and look, we'll just see what sort of improvement we end up getting. Your experience with the, the track in the soft range but likely to improve and, and rail true, is there any pattern that, that the, the audience should be keeping a, an eye on playing at Warwick Farm today? Look, I wouldn't think so. Look, for a while there with the rail back in true, with a you know, wet track, I used to always scout off the fence, but I must say of late, they've been, you know, they've been racing very true. So, look, I think all going well, that'll be the pattern of the day. They'll just be very even and, um, yeah, and I think they'll run quite true. So, uh, we'll see. Time will tell. Best of luck today, Mark. Thanks, Warren. An improving soft seven at Warwick Farm with the rail in the true position. Good four. Three mil going on this morning. The hillside circuit at Sandown with the track a good four and, and likely to improve during the course of the day, but probably hold that good four for a decent chunk of the day. Wonder how that meets the expectations of Matty Williams, who's got Rai Yuki going around in race two today. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Warren. How's Rai Yuki heading into today? Yeah, she's really good. Um, she comes through her runs and that really well. Um, she's a good, great eater and that when she gets home, really good drinker after the race. So recovering that after a couple of runs has been spot on. And, um, yeah, she'll certainly present probably as good as we can get her, I reckon, today in the yard. She doesn't mind getting a, a toe into the ground the way her form reads, but a good four with three mil going on today and the fact that you're an early race, how do you think the conditions will suit her today? Yeah, it should be spot on. She just doesn't like it when it sort of gets into that two... Too soft a range, um, but I would think, um, yeah, I would think expected Sandown to be very suitable um, for her today. There. How do you read the inside draw for her? Yeah, well, it's better than the outside one she's been drawing. I think um, she's she's been forced to sort of go back because she just doesn't have a lot of tactical speed early out of the gates. But from a good gate, I'm pretty confident she can 
hold her spot. She just can't find a length or two lengths to do something about if she draws bad. Um, so I would expect she'd race a lot closer today. Um, you'd just give her a, a little bit of a rub out of the gates and might have to just use her a little bit for the first 50, 100 metres, but she'll come straight back under Dean when he wants her to. Um, so I'm sort of thinking she might be second pair, third pair at worst. Confident that she's there to run to her best today? Yeah, I am. She's uh, so she's terrific at home, um, and she's just trained on so well through her preparation. Um, she's certainly there to um, give that a really good shake today, I would have thought. What's the latest on Rote to Arataki following that Flemington win? The form through that race has been holding up quite well. Yeah, she's uh, had a little trial at uh, Camperdown during the week. Um, so she had a week in the paddock after her last win at Flemington. We sort of resisted the temptation to go back to Flemington a fortnight later just to have her... Obviously, you know, on the little, still on a little bit on the fresh side um, for the Jeffrey Ballamarine, I think it's called the, the Group Three Mares race there at Caulfield. Oh well, Sandown, sorry, switched to Sandown on the fourth. Um, so she'll go there over thirteen hundred. Um, and we just thought that you know while she was nice and pretty forward and she'd have a bit of race fitness and that under her belt, but she might be on the front foot for when, um, so maybe some of the better mares are returning and it was just a nice chance to try and get some black tie with her. One of those better mares might be Torrigine. Can we ask where she's at? Yeah, she's due to have a trial uh, on the 6th um, and she was going to head to um, the Tresaday Stakes first up, um, but they have, they have swapped a couple of races around there, which is might change things and she might go to the mannerism first up. So it'll be one of the two with a view of heading to um, the Sunline second up. And if she was going well enough, uh, we'd look at Sydney with her and have a crack at a couple of mares races up there. Plenty to look forward to, Maddie. Good luck today. Good morning, Cheers, Warren. Third and after seven on RSN 927. Plenty more to come after this break. The day's first racing news and info. RSN's The First Word. Mike Moroney, stable, one of the state's informed stables currently. A couple of runners now at Sandown with Traduce coming out of the first. Mike joins us. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, good morning, Warren. With Traduce, uh, a stayer that's relatively new to, to your team, is there a, another option for, for him of today? Yeah, there are other options coming up, Warren. Um, he just had a bit of slightly elevated temperature, so we had to treat him. Um, and it's nothing um, major. He's back all right now, but um, you know, it was a race and you can't. You can't run with that sort of treatment. Race six, you've got not an option resuming at, at the dash of 1,000 metres in the Adams Stakes. How's he coming to hand for this prep? Yeah, coming coming uh, to hand really well. Um, pretty luckless last campaign, Warren. Uh, he, he's better than what his form reads and a uh, really nice horse. And it wouldn't surprise us to, to see him run really well uh, first up, uh, the way he's trialled. Um, he's still on the fresh side, so that, that's a big help. You'd expect there's good speed in the race. Starry Legend, Alpha One, Esther LaRocca. A thousand metres for a horse who's probably better over slightly further at his form card at this date. Do you do anything different in his preparation to have him sharp enough for the thousand first up? Look, we haven't done a lot with him, Warren. Um, he He's only had the one jump out. And when he went so well at the jump outs, we decided that we would be quite happy to go a thousand metres with him. Um, what is very much on the fresh side, he, he, that, yeah, he could get away with that. But the program really didn't suit him that well um, when we looked through, so hence we're sort of starting in, in, in this race, basically. Mighty Sapphire, race seven, comes through a maiden win and takes on some talented opposition in the Manfred Stakes. What did you make of his win last start? Um, 
Yeah, probably not, didn't win as well as what we thought he would. Uh, we're pretty confident he'd win, and uh, he just didn't get around Cranbourne that well, and just struggled in the corners, and looked like he's going to uh, get beaten. Um, but really, was good late, and uh, it was a more merit in his win than the margin suggested. And he's always been a horse we've thought was um, pretty talented, so we're quite happy to have a go at the stage. More spacious track here and an inside draw. What, what would you hope from a position in running point of view? Uh, look, because he's drawn one, we'll try and use it to a degree. Uh, he'll either be trying the leaders or, or, or one back. Um, so that, that one draw is not probably um, going to help a lot for a horse like him. Uh, but in saying that, uh, he's jumped away slightly better as last couple of starts. Looking ahead to Saturday, the team heading there, but just want to talk about Snapper, who's become effective down the straight recently, but he's won four races at the Valley. How is he heading into the Australia Stakes, the feature on Saturday? No, he's terrific. He, he, his piece of work on Tuesday was very good. Uh, really happy with him. So, um, you know, he's, he's had sort of uh, only been a Valley horse, and now he's took the box down the straight. It's quite different because... Um, they are chalk and cheese uh, as far as the tracks go, but um, he seems to, you know, his gate speed puts him in, in these sprint races, and, and that, that um, is a really big help. Best of luck today and looking ahead to the weekend, Mike. Best of luck, Warren. Mike Moroney there, a traduce, just an elevated temperature coming out of the first, but not an option. And Mighty Sapphire heading to the races, race six and seven, respectively, at Sandown today. And we've also got Snapper and Others heading to the valley on Saturday, but Snapper loves scooting around the valley. And as Mike said, he's now been able to tick that box of, of heading down the straight. So some exciting times ahead for the Moroni Stable followers and the Rupert Lee Colours will be aboard Mighty Sapphire and Snapper in those performances. On the hillside circuit, a good four rail true today. Michael Kent Jr. is representing the team with the, the runners heading to the races today. Good morning, Michael. Morning, Warren. How are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. How's the morning dawn for you? Beautiful morning here at Cranbourne. Yeah, birds are chirping and the sun's up, so we're we're all good. You were able to get that win with Cannoli during the week at, at Moe. I'm sure Seamus Mills and the connections were pleased to finally tick that box and, and get her to win. She didn't seem to have had the best of luck in some of her lead-ups to that victory. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they are the hardest ones to get. Those um, those maiden wins with uh, horses that haven't got um, city-class potential, you know, they're hard to, hard to get, so... Anyway, uh, job done, and uh, yeah, Erin, who looks after, has done a wonderful job. So uh, nice to hear on TV, and she spoke very well. Kicking off today with Altruist in the Blue Diamond preview for the Colts and Geldings race three on the card, a debutant with Blake Shin aboard. What can you tell us about Altruist? Yeah, he's a lovely Colt. Um, by Schnitzel, uh, he had to jump out at Sandown uh, two weeks ago. Blake Shin rode in there. He was second, beaten maybe a neck by the Spirit of Boom for the Freeman. And um, had a bit up his sleeve. Uh, Blake was very effusive in his praise and was keen to stick with him. So I think it's a good lead. Blake, Blake, rides a lot of nice horses around the places, and um, uh, yeah, he's done everything right since. He's, um, you know, we'll find out where he sits in the pecking order. It's hard in Victoria to get a lineup because you've got jump out forms from all over the state, so hard to really marry it up. But um, it'll be a good test for this colt. He's um, going to go there in fantastic order. I'd say uh, he won't be in the leading bunch. There's a lot of speed on. I think he'll be sitting off them and hopefully uh, working home strongly. 
race seven, you've got a strong hand with the favourite Jack and O and also Maximilius. Let's start with Jack and O. How's he prepped up for the first up run over 1,300? Yeah, his prep's been perfect. Uh, he have not got a long time off between the Coolmore and this race, so um, yeah, a little break, and uh, he's had uh, two jump outs. He's a very clean-winded athletic horse, so he's done enough work for the 1,300. I think that suits him. He's a big striding horse who... They like to wind up, so I, I think uh, 13 at Sandown is better than uh, what would have been usually a Caulfield 1200 for him. And um, yeah, no, he's, he's going great. How do you see the draw for him? Drawn near inside. Yeah, we're having to get used to these inside draws. He he drew two in the McNeil, which he was able to weave through and win, which is good. And he got Barry four in the Golden Rose and managed to get the outside. So you know he's only back and buried. Uh, you only need a bit of luck. Um, hope and imagine that being sent down hillside there should be room for him uh, but near the horse race and uh, he'll have a target on his back no doubt so um, look the horse is beginning better than he, he ever has um, he always used to be sticky away as a younger horse he's not flash out and he won't change his pattern but as long as he can stay in touch and you know, get a clear passage uh, you know he'll be storming home late Maximilius think he might have had one run back since being gelded what did you make of that performance at the valley uh, yeah, definite pass mark it was a good run. He crabbed around the corner there, and he only had one jump out going in, so he's really come on for that. Um, he'll be, you know, forward in condition and forward in the race. Um, he won his group three by by leading, and um, I wouldn't underestimate him. Uh, he can really gallop this horse. He's, as a colt, he could, you know, sit on the bridle and, and go with Cool and Gather and, and jump out. And, and he wasn't that genuine on race day, but he seems a lot more genuine now as a gelding. Um, he's very fit, he's very sound, he looks terrific. Uh, he'll get a nice run uh, near the pace. and um, yeah, I think he's having multiples, I'd include him. Who do you think's your best at the uh, the lakeside meeting today, hillside meeting today? Uh, it'd be remiss of me not to say Jackano. So um, he's certainly the best colt in the race. He's a, he's a star. Um, you know, it's not his target, but he um, he's ready to go. He can certainly win, just need things to go his way. Of the horses getting back for that relatively quick turnaround heading into the autumn, what are the ones that we haven't seen yet that are exciting you most? Yeah, so I think at Tuesday at Geelong Trials, you'll see I'm Thunderstruck there, and uh, also Art Zeno. I like that horse a lot. Um, he'll go on a, a derby path, potentially aimed towards Sydney, but via a couple of group races here in Melbourne first. Um, Anna Visto's back. She's never been going better. She'll be aimed at some group ones up in Sydney. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a few, few there which are exciting us. And hopefully everything goes to plan. Best of luck today, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Coming off a good weekend, Sam Friedman's got a, a strong hand heading to the hillside circuit at uh, Sandown today. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Sam. Morning, Warren. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Looking at the early scratchings, right to party, not making her debut today. Is there another option for her, or does she um, does she just bide her time? What's the latest there? Yeah, she's going to go to the paddock, just a little bit chin sore, and um, she's a lovely silly. We just didn't want to take her to the races without everything being perfect, so she'll um, she'll be seen probably for a, a winter run, maybe one run, and then um, yeah, she'll gear up for a big spring. Kicking off with the Colts and Geldings division with both Goods and Fire Follower. Let's start with Goods in the uh, in the Victorian Thoroughbred Alliance colours for Mitho and his team, a, a Colt by Ritten Tycoon. What can you tell us about Goods? Well, he's kept improving. Um, 
his first jump out of the campaign, he was a bit soft in condition and um, we gave him a bit of time between jump outs and he applied the blinkers and he jumped out very well on Friday, ran some good time and we were mindful of a quick turnaround from a jump out to a race. So he needed to have a good week, which he's had, um, and he's drawn a very good gate. So, look, we'll be positive on him. Whether he's got the speed to lead gaze, we'll, we'll just wait and see, but we don't want... Um, look, I think he's got a high cruising speed, and I think, I'm not sure that he's a horse that's going to you know, appreciate a slow tempo and a sit and sprint. So I think, um, you know, we want to be rolling along. He's sitting well. Um, so he, he should get a sight somewhere up on the speed. Blinkers on for the debut. What improvement have you seen at home with that gear? Oh, look, he was just very laid back. And as I said, he was a bit soft in condition for his first jump out. So he, he you know, wasn't impressive at all. But the blinkers on and a positive ride, he, he certainly made some sharp improvements. So it just kept him a little more focused. He's, he's pretty professional with the on. He went very straight the other day. So, um, you know, some of these Colts, they just need that extra bit of focus, and, and he's one of them. Fire follower, a son of Harry Angel, a Colt and the Godolphin colours. I think a family you've had a bit to do with, Romnea, the, the dam. What what have we uh, learning, or what are you learning about fire follower? Yeah, she was in the stable, Romnea, some time ago now, and, and that's the one trait with Godolphin. They tend to keep um, a lot of the family in the stable, which is which is nice. So he's, look, he's a ball of muscle. You'll see him in the yard. He's, he's not very big, but he's a big, strong, Horse with a lot of muscle, so look, he he looks like a ready-made two-year-old. Um, his trials have been his trials have been solid. We haven't really pushed him along and given him a good test yet. So look, we'll um, we'll just let him learn today. He'll find his feet somewhere midfield, maybe a touch worse, and um, love that sand down track to just let them balance up and and hit the line. So as long as he's coming down the middle of the track and and finishing off strongly, we'll be pleased. Phillies division with Right to Party coming out. You've still got Dasonic Boom and Alderbury on debut and Ode to Joy with the race day experience. Start with Dasonic Boom. How's she prepped up for her first run? She's prepped up well. She's another one that's just improved through the campaign. Her first jump out was good. Second one was just okay. And her third one was excellent at Sandown. So um, expect her to, to run well. She's likely to be better suited at 11 or 1,200. Um, she's she's going to make a nice three-year-old, but... Um, she's shown she's got a bit of talent, so we'll just ride her where she's comfortable. I think she went best in you know, her jump pads when we held her up a bit. So we'll um, we'll just ride her midfield, something like that, and she should finish off strongly. Elderberry, I think they might have jumped out together on more than one occasion, Elderberry and Dasonic Boom. How do you line them up? They did. I think Elderberry's probably touched sharper. She's, um, she seems a real speed filly who's, you know, won two jump pads pretty impressively. Um, she's I'd be lying if I said she's been straightforward. The first preparation we had her, we couldn't catch her to come in from the paddock. So there's, um, yeah, she, she's still got a, a bit rough around the edges, but she's starting to put it all together. She's got some very good raw talent. Um, so, look, I think we'll... Ben Nolan's had a bit to do with her. We'll just ride her where she's comfortable. She'll be not too far away, I would imagine. And I think of, um, of the three, she's probably best suited to the 1,000 and... Um, seems to have prepped up to probably side with her. Ode Joy's had the benefit of the run. What did you make of her performance down the straight? Yeah, it was a good performance. I think even um, by Ben's own admission, probably should have led on her and, and she would have gone very close. Uh, the market's not not really respecting that form. So um, yeah, that's that's something to 
consider. But um, you know, she's she's going well, and I think obviously having had the run, she's going to be a little more experienced than the rest of them. So we will get her um, up near the speed, and she'll um, she'll give a she'll give a sight. Race six, you've got Yulong Command. You'd expect he'd be up near the speed in a race where there looks like there's plenty of it. How'd he come through his latest run? Yeah, very well. Look, he's having a great prep. He's just um, he's on that mark where he's probably not quite up to those stakes level sprinters, but he's he's very honest and you'd love to own him. He's he just end up every time he runs and earns good prize money and he's very sound and easy to train. So um, look, he'll give a good sight. He's got a be right up to his best to, to push these, but um, one thing you know, he'll certainly make them earn it. Who do you think might be the pick of the team heading to Sandown? Look, I think um, I like Elderberry. I think she's she's going to be a, a filly to follow, definitely. Race four, number 10 on debut in the Phillies division of the Blue Diamond preview. Thanks for joining us. Good luck today, Sam. Cheers. Thanks, Ryan. Richard Lamming might have experienced a birthday during the week. He couldn't quite get the present at uh, Packenham last night with uh, with Cradle of Life, but he joins us this morning. Good morning, Richie. Yeah, morning, Warren. Is it a happy birthday for the, the last couple of days? Yeah, yesterday was, yes. Yeah, yeah. didn't quite get the uh, present I wanted last night, but he still went good. Well, you've got plenty to look forward to in the future. That's Cradle of Life we're, we're talking about. He caught the eye of many, I think, watching the races. What did you make of the performance? Oh, it's very good uh, run. He um, he probably didn't get conditioned to suit on paper. There was good speed, and they jumped and walked. And he he obviously got a long way back. And the winner led all the way, walked and sprinted for him to be able to run him down like he did. Another couple of strides, he wins. Very impressive because he's a very lightly raced horse, obviously, and he still doesn't really know what the caper's all about. So there's a lot of improvement still to come from him. A lot to uh, lot to look forward to with him, you would think, and probably plenty to look forward to with Bank Moore, who came a long way in a relatively short time last prep. He resumes in race seven at Sandown today. Your thoughts on how he's coming up? Oh, he's coming up terrific. He's um, his trial was good. He got a long way back in a hot trial, uh, tight turning track. Jai didn't knock him around. Just asked him for a little effort up the straight and quick and nice. He's not screwed down for today. He's on an Australian Guineas campaign, so. Whatever he does today, he'll improve on also. But he is drawn to get a nice soft run. Um, he's not round right up for today, but he will run well. In terms of the horses you've had in your stable in, in the last few years, where would he fit in in terms of overall talent? Oh, look, he's he's still improving. So, like, he's right one of the better ones I've had, for sure. He's um, a horse that just naturally keeps improving. Um, I'll put him straight out after the Caulfield Guineas. Uh, on plan for the, the Australian Guineas. So I thought his run in the Caulfield Guineas was great from a wide draw, and I thought if he could improve a couple of lengths, he's going to be riding a big race like the Australian Guineas. So that's my plan. He'll go to the CSA's next start and then into the Australian Guineas on the 4th of March. You've got extra gear up in Queensland going around at, at Bow Desert today. I'm assuming your, your dad Bevan's got something to do with the stabling up there. Craig Robertson aboard. Extra gear. How's uh, how's the thought? Well, what's the thought process of how she might? Perform today on race five, Phillies and Mares Class 1 over the 1,200. Yeah, look, I'd be disappointed if she doesn't win, to be honest. Um, she'll jump in a lead, cross them. Uh, her last start at the Gold Coast, the track was very firm. She didn't pull up the best from it, uh, didn't let down on it. Her trials have been very good up there and, you know, back in grade in there today. I'd be very disappointed if she didn't uh, be able to put them away. So I think she's over the odds. She opened at 13, into about 8. She'd be a definite... Uh, Good, good bet there today, I, I would feel. 
the first race today, your dad Bevan has got Motor Mayers. He's been going around here and racing consistently. If you've got any insight into how Motor Mayers is going, can you give us a lead into the first? Yeah, look, he's a horse. He's an English horse that's quite quirky. Um, his form is is okay in Melbourne. It was his first prep was up in Queensland, and uh, I do feel he goes better that way. Um, we've been jumping him, training him a bit different. He um, he's just not. An, I don't think he's a hundred percent honest horse. He uh, sometimes you don't get the best performance from him. Out in distance there today will suit. Um, Dean Endel, good staying rider, will roll forward. Um, whether he's good enough to beat them, you know, if he puts his best foot forward, he's a good each way chance. Sounds like the best might be a bit out wide and looking at race five, number one, extra gear, perhaps even each way at Bow Desert, Richard? Yeah, and I've also, yeah, Dad's got uh, Pure Deal in the Hanging Rock Cup. He's actually trolled up quite well. He's first up there today. He's just going to need a little bit of luck from the sticky draw, but um, I'll give him a good chance as well. Best of luck right around the country today. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, thank you. 26 to 8 on RSN 927. Mark Hunter, Harry White and Jamie Rogers will join me after 8 o'clock for the Melbourne Form Panel looking at the meeting at Sandown. Plenty more to come after 9 o'clock also. Nick Burney will look at the meeting at Warwick Farm. Lincoln Moore will guide us through his thoughts on the Murray Bridge meeting. And Glenn Ingram, the bald eagle, will guide us through that hanging rock. Quaddy and his best bets there. I wonder if he's got the Bevan Lemming horse in his thoughts in the hanging rock cup. It's 26 to 8. The day's first racing news and info. RSN's The First Word. Lindsay Park team remained there, maintained their momentum with a double at Pakenham last night. JD joins us this morning. Good morning, JD. Morning, Warren. Thank you for having me. Nice to keep the momentum rolling with a double. And Patrick last night, he looked like potentially a, a nice stayer for the future. Your thoughts on Patrick in the Devitt and Gordon colours? No, really, really happy to get a win for the Devitt and Gordon families. And he is a nice horse. He, he looks like a ruckman when he comes down the straight. He's got a big stride and... He's out of a mare that ran third in the oak, so he ticks all the boxes that he's just going to get better as the races get longer. So hopefully uh, he gives us a reason to put on a tie and go to the nice races in the future. How's Croatian Belle travelled back from Queensland? Yeah, she's travelled back really well. Um, she actually handled the trip extremely well, and she's just had a nice, easy time on the water walker, getting out in the day paddocks, and um, I think she's going to be looking to head back to the races in March sometime. You've got the team heading to, to Sandown today, kicking off in the first with, with Angel Jamie Mott aboard. What did you make of his last run? Yeah, he um, he's had a freshen up since that run and a nice kick over jump out. Um, I think it's a nice race for him. I like him at Sandown. I think he's going to appreciate the big course um, getting away from Mooney Valley, uh, those short, tight turning circuits. So I think he's got a big stride to be able to bowl along. He's a very, very good stayer So in the way that he can get our oxygen in quite well. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. He's good each way odds. Good luck to Jackie Felgate, Mick Sharkey and the team involved there. What about Sandy Prince in race five, second up after that run down the, the straight first up? Uh, yeah, he um, he just needed that run. I think that topped him up beautifully. He's got a nice barrier today and I think he's our best today. Race five, number three, Sandy Prince. And do you think it's better for him heading round a bend and up to the 1,400 metres? Or do you think straight racing's going to be suitable to him sometime down the track? Uh, we sort of just used that because he's come back. He was sort of freshened up, so that was more or less like a second trial, and he really had a nice flow, came back, licked the feed bin, and just prepped him beautifully for a 1,400. So if you just treat that race like a trial, um, this is more his first up assignment. Angry Skies is first up. He goes around in a hot race, the Manfred Stakes Race 7, but he's been competitive at a decent level himself. How's he prepping up? His latest run was in the Sandown Guineas behind CU in Heaven. 
Yeah, he's been taking on the best and he's certainly taking on the quality field here today with the favourite. He's a horse that um, punters should follow. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. He's very good odds if you're a fan of him. Um, but I think he's one to stick with going forward and um, I'm really interested to see how he goes today. We'll know where we're at. Race 8, you've got a couple of runners. Gentleman Roy, who's first up. How is big Gentleman Roy prepping up for this campaign? Yeah, couldn't be happier with him. Um, we're really happy with the way that he's trolled up. I do think he's a little bit short in the market, um, but he's obviously a good winner at Sandown where he won the Group 3, and um, I think he's in for a very good campaign. So I hope that he's able to translate his track work at the races today and puts in a very good effort. If you can try and give us a guide, last preparation he ran first up and he was in a really hot race that was set up for I Wish I Win to come from off speed and he was clearly the best of the, the on paces. How would you compare him going into this first up run to, to that one in the race taken out by I Wish I Win? Well, I hope this first up run's run a little bit different. He had a genuine gut buster last preparation first up and we're sort of patching him from then on. Um, he's a horse that just really, really tries and he'd run through a brick wall for you, so... I'm hoping he has a bit more of an easier time. Um, they don't go mad in front, and he's able to do his best work late. So compared to last preparation, I'm, I'm quite happy with where we have him first up this time in. Crosshaven arguably didn't have the best of luck at a crucial stage last time. He goes around in the same race, race eight. How's he going into today? He's racing very consistently. He's going to need a good ride from Mickey D. He's not the easiest horse to ride, um, but Mickey D could win on a broomstick at the moment, so... Very happy with the pilot on board, and he's a fit horse in the race. Um, he's as fit as a Mallee ball, and I do think he's actually a little bit over the odds. I wouldn't have the market so different between our two horses in that race. Best of the day from the team at Lindsay Park, race five, number three, Sandy Prince, JD. Yes, I believe so, so hopefully I'm, all right. I'm correct. Is there one or two that you're most looking forward to of the team heading to the Valley on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I really think Luna Cat will run a good race. I thought she was exceptional first up, and... We've just been ticking her along, keeping her nice and fresh, and hopefully she's able to reproduce her first up run. She goes around in race six at the Valley on Saturday, number six. Thanks for joining us. Good luck today, JD. Thank you very much. Strong hand at the races today for the Mar and Eustace team, and that almost goes without saying. Dave Eustace joins us this morning. Good morning, Dave. Warren, morning. How are you? Where do we find you this morning? Um, just make my way to Fingal. Um, so... Um down by the seaside that's pouring with rain, actually, which I wasn't expecting. That property down there has been a, an amazing asset to, to your business, hasn't it? it? It seems that so many horses can, can get there, maintain their fitness and, and still, I suppose, you know, then be able to come and perform at a, an elite level. It's just part of your armoury that's a really important part of that the business model. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's unique. Um, it's something different. Um, it's a wonderful environment and surface for the horses to train on so it just allows them to um, as you say get a good level, level of fitness maintain that level as well so um, yeah we're extremely lucky to have it Wayne Toa kicks off your runners today he goes around in, in the first Matty Cartrider aboard getting some relief from the 59 and a half how's she holding together yeah really really well she's obviously had a terrific prep and um finds a similar race as, as you would expect these sort of handicap mile and a half races so similar horses sort of running round so um, don't see why she can't run well again What about Tabata set on the fresh side got some race day experience going around in the Phillies division of the Blue Diamond preview 
yeah, this is a race we targeted since her last run at Ballarat. She had a couple of runs on ground and she didn't really appreciate. She's drawn up well on quick ground and, and she's forward and, and fit to run, run a, a strong race um, if she's up to it. So hopefully she is. She's got to navigate a, a widish barrier, but as we know, that's not drastic on hillside and uh, what she'll do is try very, very hard. Savvy Sovereign's had a fruitful prep, goes around in, in race five today. Ben Allen aboard. Your thoughts on Savvy Sovereign? Yeah, he's found his groove. Um, I always felt he was always uh, had, you know, enough ability to, to race in races like this. And, you know, his run style is, is to put a bit of pressure on and, uh, and that, I mean, is drawn out wide, which, you know, me and he probably have to do a little bit of work to do that. But, um, you know, he goes there in good heart. Race seven, you've got a couple of runners. Ruthless Dames, the one more fancied by the market. She's first up, unbeaten at this stage. Your thoughts on how she lines up here? She's come back really well. Joel's been good. She looks terrific. And, um, you know, we have a good run. She's naturally been off the track for a year or so and going to need the run uh, to a certain extent. Um, so we'll be pleased with a you know, top three finish, finding the line favourite obviously looks very hard to beat Royal, Royal Merchant's fit and well and uh, looking for some black type uh, which she could get if everything went her way Some interesting runners in race 8 you've got Normandy Bridge Subconscious and Paldoro, Paldoro is the one that's race fit, racing well in similar races down on the 54 kilos with Jamie Carr aboard, how's he going into today? Yeah, obviously had a terrific summer and this is often his time of year um, hopefully he can sort of top it off with a good performance here um, down the way. She likes Sandown. Jamie knows him pretty well. And the other two horses are interesting. Subconscious, still trying to work him out a bit. But um, he was very much a sort of on-pace horse at um, in America. So um, we won't be holding him up. We'll let him stride. And... Uh, Normandy Bridge has been off the track obviously a long time. We just like to see him relax early and finish off. Who do you think might be the best at Sandown? I mean, Wahine Tur has been extremely consistent and um, yeah, seems in good form, so I'll lead towards her. How's Reserve Street going to the Hanging Rock Cup and trying to win one of our iconic races on the country circuit? Well, he likes the country cup. Uh, it's been a little while since he won one, but... Um, He'll be able to go forward from a from that um, barrier and, and hopefully jumps well and, and steal a bit of a march on him. Handful of runners heading to the Warwick Farm meeting today. One or two of them that you're most keen to keep an eye on? Yeah, look, uh, we've had a, a sort of frustrating time with with Grand Slam. Um, big Easy was a, the Big Easy was a was an excellent return um, last time off a slow speed, so. I'd lean towards him. Um, as they go quick, everything needs to go his way, but if it does, then he'll run well. On race four, number one, the Big Easy at Warwick Farm this afternoon. Grand Slam goes round in race seven. Number three, the feature, the Australia Day Cup. Good luck. Thanks for joining us this morning, Dave. Thanks, Warren. On the way to Fingal and a little bit of drizzle down there in the Mornington Peninsula. I wonder what the morning's dawn like at Packenham for the Moody Stable. Catherine Coldman joins us this morning. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Warren. It's a lovely morning down here at Packenham, I must say.
You were front and centre at, at Pakenham last night and uh, some interesting runners for the team there. How do you enjoy the, the night racing close to home? Yeah, it's pretty easy for us when it's at Pakenham. We're quite lucky in that regard. Um, we can just walk the horses across and then they're straight home again after their race. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely convenient. Heading today to, to Hillside Circuit and three runners in the Colts and Geldings division, Campala, Amigo and Scorsese. Let's start with Capmala in the, the Rosemont Colours, Ben Mellum aboard. These horses are on debut. What can you tell us about Capmala? Yeah, he's a nice colt. He's trialled up well. Um, he's taken a little bit of education to get to this point, just mainly because he's wanted to do things a little bit... He's wanted to go a little bit hard and be a little bit bold, but... Um, he, he's starting to seem to come in, uh, to our way of thinking and relax a little bit better. So he, he might be a horse that takes a bit of racing before the penny drops entirely, but really happy um, with how his last couple of trials have gone and he, he's definitely ready to be at the races. What about Amigo in the, the Wanless Colours? Been great supporters of the stable for, for many years. A colt by Schnitzel. What do you make of him leading into his debut? He's a lovely colt. I'm actually really excited to um, to get him to the races today. He's trolled up nicely. Um, everyone that's had a sit on him comments, you know, that he gives them a really nice feel. So um, he can be a little bit of a lad. That's probably the only thing. I'd be keeping an eye on him pre-race to see how he handles the occasion. He can be a little bit cheeky, but providing he, ha- he handles the day well, then, um, you know, I think he's there to run well. Scorsese's going around in the, the Wiley Dalziel colours. That was a real asset last weekend. What can you tell us about him going into his debut? Yeah, he's a horse that we probably didn't think was going to be up running in these, um, you know, in these sorts of races this at this stage of his career. But he just has kept improving throughout the preparation. Um, he stayed sound. He's happy, healthy, and you know he's sort of putting his hand up to go to the races. So. We'll give him an opportunity and, um, you know, we'll, how, how much further it gets from today, we'll see. But, um, you know, really happy with him and how far he's progressed so, so far. If you lined them up in a serious gallop, the three of them, uh, who would you be leaning to that would be the, the one that's in front at the end of that gallop? Probably Amigo from what we've seen um, at home at this stage. So, you know, like I said, it'll all depend on how they handle the occasion, but... Um, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. We're going to learn a lot about all three of them today. Sensical's a very well-bred daughter of Zoo Star out of Karuda Queen, and I see the managing owner is Mrs. Sarah Moody. So some important connections there with uh, Sensical. She makes her debut in the Phillies division. How's she coping with the, the preparation for her debut? Yeah, she's a lovely, big, strong filly. Um, she's she's done a uh, a good job to get to this stage of her prep. She's trialled up well given us some really nice feel so far and whatever she does today she'll definitely improve upon further on in her career I think but um, no she's um, she's there to run well she's uh, like you said she's got some pretty important connections in there so hopefully they're happy with her debut performance. Race seven Mary McBoy was beaten for the first time last start but he was able to run second first up behind Netanyahu he goes around in the Manfred Stakes how did he come through that run? Came through it well I think he needed that run he's a big big strong horse and going into that run I think he was probably maybe looking a little bit too big and burly so I think he's tightened up nicely from that he should take good improvement fitness wise um, obviously it's a pretty hot race and with Jackano in it um, you know it's a it's a big step up to what he has sort of been competing against but you know he's there to run run well today wide a draw but he seems to be a horse who, who finds himself somewhere near the speed without 
watching the races unfold at this stage? Do you think that might be the, the tactic again today? Yeah, as long as he begins cleanly, um, which, you know, we've got Linda Meach on board. She is very good at getting them to begin quick from the gates, and um, I don't see why he couldn't roll across and take up a nice spot. Probably not quite the, the depth and the expectation of heading to the races last week. Who do you think might be the best of them today? Um, hard for so many debutants today. You know, I think Mary McBoy is there to run very well, but like I said, he runs into a few hot horses. Um, and of the babies, look, I am really excited to see Amigo get to the races, but also slightly hesitant um, just to see how he takes in the whole day first. Might be a day to just look and learn today with a stable that's absolutely on fire. Thanks for joining us today, Catherine. Pleasure. Thanks, Warren. Catherine Coleman there, and a bit of a look and learn day, not the dominance of the Moody Stable that we saw at the Valley on Saturday. It's 8 to 8. The day's first racing news and info. RSN's The First Word. Approaching 8 o'clock with a form panel, we'll assemble Mark Hunter, Harry White and Jamie Rogers from the tab. One via the SMS just uh, wanting me to ask J.D. Hayes, and I'll give myself a clip for not asking J.D. about Marble Arch and her win was outstanding in the Future Star Series at, uh, at Pakenham. She's probably the most impressive winner of that series we've seen so far, and we'll definitely get an update from, from the stable next time we're talking to the team from Lindsay Park about Marble Arch, who looks to have a bright future. And, Maybe there's a bright future from a debutante or horse that's got a little bit of race experience from the Robbie Griffiths and Matt de Cox stable today in Celestial Storm. And Robbie joins us. Good morning, Robbie. Morning, Warren. Yeah, Celestial Storm, who's had that race day experience on the fresh side here in the Phillies division of the Blue Diamond preview. Race four, how's she cope with that little freshen up? Yeah, really well. She's had a nice little gap uh, since the spring and she's had a good preparation Leading into today, she's had a look at Sandown. John McNeil uh, gave her a, a trial there, and um, so she's had a really good uh, preparation leading into today. Um, she is a filly that um, she got back a little bit further than we wanted to at Flemington. She did get a bit of a squeeze at the start, but in saying that, she's a filly that um, gives us the impression she'll run over over further. So she might um, give away a little bit of a head start, and that's probably why she's a little unwanted in betting. But she is, um, she is going particularly well, and we think she'll, she'll be the one doing the best work at the end. It's just a matter of whether the thousands are a little bit sharp for her, but um, she has come on since the spring, that's for sure. Had a couple of jump-outs there leading into to this meeting for the two-year-olds in the, in the Blue Diamond Series. How important to you was it to give her that experience on that, that, that shoot start at Sandown? Well, I think it's an added bonus if you can have the benefit of uh, having a look there. So, you know, with the series being run there, it was uh, it was good to have that opportunity, and she took all that in the stride well. So, um, you know, I think that'll uh, certainly help her today. Race five, you've got Daily Bugle, who's had a couple of runs since being gelded. How's he progressing? Yeah, really well. He's come through uh, his runs uh, in good order, and um, I think that, uh, he's well-placed today to to be certainly uh, give it a good shake. He's he galloped really well uh Monday morning, uh, Saturday morning, I should say, and um, and everything's uh, everything's in good order with him. He's had the runs at twelve hundred and thirteen hundred. How do you see that progression to fourteen hundred for him? I think it's been a nice progression. Um, he was terrific winning, and he probably ended up in the wrong spots the other day, and sort of made it a bit of a tough task. And there was probably a question mark as to, you know, whether he whether he had a little bit of second up, you know, syndrome, as as the saying goes, when you have that explosive first up. Uh, first up win um, so I think that if he, if he rekindles that um, you know that first up uh, run that we've seen he can well and truly be in this and his 1400 metre form has always been very good 
So I think that uh, this is the right sort of race if we see what we've seen of him first up. Catch-22, imported gallopers had the one run for the stable. What did you make of that performance? Well, Matt and I thought that was a good a good pass mark. I mean, we rode him conservatively, and when you do that, they're entitled to find the line, but he did. He, he found the line quite well with a pretty slick section was up front where the leaders of the race uh, held their ground and were the ones first past the post. There wasn't really much made ground, but he uh, he found the line pretty good, um, so we're pleased with that. But uh, he's probably going to be in a similar scenario today. We, we think that it'll be more of a preparing run for you know, the car line in you know, two and a half weeks' time and, and races when he gets over 1,600 metres and beyond. We think that these horses could be still a little bit too sharp for him while he's... Uh, getting used to being in Australia, but he has come on since the run, so that uh, I think he's more so one to watch at the moment, Warren. He goes around in race eight, the John Dillon stakes over the 1,400. After running in the Chester Manifold at 1,400, his first run for you. In general, though, how's he acclimatised in terms of your training regime in the environment here? Yeah, well, he, he, um, he went to the races uh, a bit soft and pleased, and he's come on since the run, you'll see, in the yard today that uh, those who've seen him at Flemington will, will, will note that he's come on uh, with the benefit of that run and some nice training and he's trained better going into today's performance, uh, going into today's run I should say and I think you'll see a nice performance. It's just, I just with this feel as though the 1400 is just a little bit, that might be a bit quick for him today over that trip but uh, when we stretch him in distance we think that that's when you'll see him work his way towards the winner's stall. Who's the best today, Robbie? We think Daily Bugle's got the right box is ticked. Um, that suits him. He's in his right grade, right distance. And uh, keep an eye on the filly for, uh, for the series as the races lengthen. Race five, number four, Daily Bugle in the short term for today. Thanks for joining us. Good luck today. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. It's 8 o'clock. We'll check the final scratchings, the meeting at Sandown. We're on the hillside circuit. We're on a good four with the rail in the true position and three mil of irrigation is being applied by Greg Groves and his team this morning just to maintain that good four rating for as long as possible throughout the course of the day. Scratchings in race one, take out one, never again, and three, traduce. In race one, take out numbers one and three. Race two, Scratch 1, Ballinora, 3, Dane on Tour, and 12, Colom Dior. Race 2, take out numbers 1, 3, and 12. Race 3, scratch number 9, Perilous Fighter, number 9 out of race 3. Race 4, put a pen through 11, Ginger and Pink, 12, Right to Party, and 14, Written Bly. Race 4, the Phillies Division of the Blue Diamond Previews, take out numbers 11, 12, and 14. Races 5, 6 and 7 are clear. In race 8, take out number 11, Jester Dreamer. Race 8, number 11, giving a total of 10 scratchings on the hillside circuit at Sandown. At this stage, riders are as you have them in your form guide.